Work Podcast, a podcast for the modern parent working in the modern world. Join us as we interview leading experts in their fields to unveil the secrets working parents need to succeed at work. Welcome to the Parents at Work Podcast. This is a podcast for people who want to excel at work even though they have children. I'm Tom Spiegel, the host from the Spiegel Law Firm, and I am thrilled today to have with us Lori Mahalik Levin. Did I get that right, Lori? Yep, perfect. Very good. Um, Lori is multi-talented. She is a published author. She's an attorney, and she also has a very active blog and website and platform, which I'll let you explain in a minute, Lori, for parents who are returning to the workforce after having children. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. It's, it's really a delight to be here. Well, before we get started, let people know where they can find you. Sure. So the program that I run is called Mindful Return, and it's a program specifically designed to help new working moms and dads head back to work after maternity or paternity leave. And you can find my website at www.mindfulreturn.com. Find me on Facebook. I'm at Mindful Return as well. Uh, Twitter at Mindful Return. And let's see where else. My book called Back to Work After Baby is available on Amazon. That's great. And all the, we'll put all this in the show notes too for you folks who uh, who may be driving. You don't have to stop and try to scribble all of this down. Well, tell me how this got, I know you're a practicing attorney. Tell me a little bit about what you do as an attorney and how this whole, and you, a lot of this is on your website. You write beautifully about it. But for those folks who haven't seen it yet, how did you get started in all this? Sure. So I like to say that I wear three major hats in life. I think all working parents wear 722 hats every day. But (laughs) the three major ones that I wear are that I'm a partner at a law firm called Denton's where I practice Medicare regulatory law. And I'm on a 60% schedule at the firm. And the other 40% of my professional work week, I run Mindful Return, this program that I was just talking about. And the third hat is that I am mom to two wonderful little redheaded boys who are now five and seven. So we've approached the school age season of life and are now out of baby land. But Mindful Return was really born out of the first couple of very difficult years I had in managing that transition back to work after maternity leave. So I guess the quick story there is I was working full time in-house at a trade association and I returned back to work full-time after a couple months maternity leave with my first son. I think I had maybe about four months off and I found it to be a challenge. Namely, he wouldn't take a bottle so I had that whole, well, I'm going to go back to work and he's going to starve and then die because I went back to work guilt in my head. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah, didn't play out. He turned out to be fine and I found it challenging but then really I had the second child and went back to work full time and it felt like one plus one equaled 85 kids. I know I've heard you say that, you know, adding the second one, it's sort of exponentially um, challenging. And, you know, I had more and more parents from my office, from my workplace, come into my office, close the door, sit down, burst into tears, say, this is so hard. Why are we not talking about what it takes to go back to work? I discovered at the time that there were so many resources out there related to the baby how to massage your baby, how to puree baby food for your baby, how to make a birth plan to give birth to the baby, but not around how to help the parent navigate that transition back to work. 
how to stay sane, not go off the rails and manage expectations and feel confident in your return. I also sort of at the time took a wonderful online program called the Abundant Mama Project, which was an online course with moms from all over the globe designed to help you feel the abundance in life instead of just the overwhelm. And I thought, oh, this is what new working moms need. So I created an online course, a four-week online program for new moms that's been running now for, gosh, over four years. And we launched a dad version of the program in January and have had, I think, over 650 moms go through the program at this point. So it's come a long way, but it was definitely born out of my own struggles and sitting on the kitchen floor crying, figuring out how on earth I was going to make all this work. Yeah, no, it's so true. It is. I think you're exactly right. I think it's a very common experience. And until recently, thanks to folks like you wasn't recognized so much. You know, there's a lot about, which of course is important, you know, maternity and paternity leave, but Mm -hmm. there wasn't a whole lot about, you know, coming back to work. And you're right. I mean, that was my experience too, going from one to two. It really wasn't. (laughs) You know, we have have four children. It was a much harder going from what my experience was. It was harder going from one to two than, you know, than from three than to four. I, you know, I kind of <laughs> joked that we were already in terminal fall velocity and we were at two. So it didn't matter so much about, about the other kids. And even in a supportive and, you know, of course, not everybody has a supportive work environment, sadly. But even when you have a supportive work environment, sometimes that's just not, I want to say not enough. It's nice to have that, but it doesn't mean that it's not really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the association where I was working, working was quite family friendly. And there were lots of parents. The association had about 500 employees, lots of people had given birth and come back. And yet there was still this missing conversation. And so I think the very first thing I did before launching Mindful Return was to create a returning to work community for new working parents at my office. And, you know, that's something it was that that made me realize, oh, this isn't just a problem in my office. This is a universal problem. But creating that supportive parent community at your workplace is something that has provided me great comfort and strength and ways of connecting with other new parents and is something I commend to working parents. It doesn't have to take a lot of time and effort to put together you know, a monthly brown bag lunch in a conference room or something, but can really help elevate the voices of new parents at an office or of any parents at an office and can reassure you you're not the only one going through this stuff. Yeah, that's a great idea. I didn't realize you had done that. So tell me a little bit of how that came about. And is that you said that's what it was? It was a luncheon meeting. And how did that work? Yeah, so I've now I've now launched two of these, um, one at my former employer and one here at Dunn's. And essentially, I approached first my supervisor just to sort of run the idea by her and then approached HR and said, you know, what would you think about putting together an affinity group for new parents? It wouldn't take any work on your part other than that we'd like to advertise to the association that we exist. And it was really two things. It was a brown bag lunch once a month. It was targeted at new parents, basically with kids under age five. Although every few months we brought in the quote unquote experienced parents to come (laughs) share some pearls of wisdom with us. And it was an online platform. We were using Google Plus at the time and created a private group just for those parents. And what was really great was that private online community allowed us to share ideas and somebody would write, you know, I've got a bag of 18 month onesies who wants them on there. And it provided a way for HR to reach out to us when there was an issue relating to parenthood that they needed to address. And we could 
talk about it as a community. So we moved into a new building. There was a new pumping room. HR, you know, sent us the facts of what the pumping room was going to look like and said, hey, take a look. This looked like the proper arrangement. Are we missing things? You know, it was a good way to communicate around some of the issues that parents. Yeah. Um, And then here, I was just going to say at Denton's in the law firm space, there is already an affinity group structure right? There's a black professional network, the Asian professional network, etc. So we simply added on to that structure and created a parent professional network that's helping attorneys at the law firm who are parents connected. That's a great idea. Well, let me ask you this. Which came first, your platform or your book? The platform came first. The very first thing I created was the online course and program. It's a four-week online program and about two-thirds of the content is written by me. And then the other third, I reached out to experts in areas where I simply was not the expert, like perinatal anxiety and you know coping with that after you have a baby and going back to work, that sort of thing. But I spent about four or five months initially creating the content for that program. And then I started the blog and the website to provide a platform for launching the course. And then about a year and a half into blogging, I looked up and said, oh, I think I've already written a book (laughs) and sort of wove together the course material and the blog, you know, into a book because golly gee, I had written enough that it was a book at that point. Yeah. Yeah. um, These things can surprise you. Yeah, absolutely. And and folks can, that's up on Amazon, right? People can get it. Exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Circling back to your course. So how does, if somebody's interested in it, I know they can find it on your website, but how does it work? What does it do? Yeah. So it's two things. One It's a tool to help you gain some skills around that going back to work phase. And it's a community. And the community aspect is so important. The course itself starts every other month. And so you're joining the cohort with other... I'll just talk about the new mom version first. We can talk about the dad version after. They're very similar, but they both start every other month. But you're essentially connecting with other new moms who are all either on maternity leave, have gone back recently to work after maternity leave. And every weekday of the four-week course, you get a new lesson or two through a private portal and you read the lesson. It's all blog post length text. And at the end of the lesson, there's a prompt and all the folks who are in the course interact with one another based on the prompt. So the prompt will ask you a question about, you know, what feelings are you are coming up for you around your return to work or whatever the topic happened to be for the day. And then everyone will write in with their own experience and support one another, etc. So the four weeks of the course each have a different theme. The first week is a mindful mindset for returning to work. So it's all about getting your head in a better place so you don't go off the rails like I did. The second week is all about the logistics of returning to work. So things like negotiating flexibility with your employer, pumping and not pumping, coping with sick days, snow days, the unexpected, which just inevitably seems to happen when you have little ones in tow, you know, how to put food on your own table, that sort of stuff. (laughs) The third week of the course is about leadership in the space of return, which surprises some people that there's a whole week devoted to leadership. But I truly believe that we gain skills through new parenthood that are really useful in our jobs and that we can go back and enter the space of our role in a different way that, you know, returning or going out on leave might free us up to do different things when we come back because others have learned how to do those things. There are a lot of different lenses through which we can look at maternity leave and paternity leave. 
other than, oh, this is going to hurt my career. And then the fourth week of the course is about staying in community, finding your communities and making sure you're not isolating yourself. So that's sort of the broad brushstrokes of what you get in that four-week program. And so you said you just rolled out a new portion course for fathers. How is that? What's that like? How is that different? Yeah. So we really... This is a great thing. I was getting a lot of demand from the employers who offer my program as a parental leave benefit to offer a gender neutral benefit. And I said, of course, we should be offering a gender neutral benefit. And so, you know, I teamed up with a wonderful guy named Jeremy Smith, who is at Bank of America and who took two extended paternity leaves from Bank of America and started a wonderful website called Paternity Leave Pioneer. And I found Jeremy through a mutual Facebook group that we're in and connected and said, I think we need to be collaborating. (laughs) And so Jeremy is the main author of and the course moderator of the dad version, which kicked off in January. And it follows similar themes, similar lessons. The difference is simply that there's a one week part of the four week program that's intended for the dad to take whenever he's aware that he's going to become a dad and doesn't know how much time to take off or how to structure that ask or how to think about talking to colleagues about the time that he'll take off because it's less obvious for the dad, right? Sure. And so there's a one week part of the course that they can take any time that helps them plan their leave and frame those discussions and get the courage to ask and talk about it. And then the other three weeks are really very similar to how things happen in the mom version, you know, talking about mindset and leadership and community, and those sorts of things. And it's all on Rizuku, the same course platform that I use for the mom version. And when folks finish the four-week course, can they, they, do they remain in the community or do you see people having an interest in that? Oh, absolutely. People are like, how can I stay together with these folks? So there's an online private Facebook alumni group for the moms and a separate one for the dads. And, you know, I've had some cohorts break off and form their own subgroup on Facebook for, you know, folks who were just in a particular month session, for example. But um, there are a couple hundred moms in the Facebook group, the private Facebook group at this point, who have all completed the course. And what's fun is, you know, some of them now have kindergartners and first graders, and they can look back and give advice and perspective to the brand new moms who are just joining who had, you know, their first or even their second baby and are struggling with the return right now. Lori, you were talking about the alumni section of the, uh, it takes place in the Facebook group. I'll let you pick up there. Sure. Thanks, Tom. So everyone who completes the course has an opportunity to join a private Facebook group just for Mindful Return alumni. Um, There's one for the moms and then one for the dads. And it's really been a wonderful place for the moms to continue to support one another and provide articles and uh, resources and just ask those questions like, I'm traveling with my two-year-old, my 18-month-old on an airplane. Should I buy the extra seat or not? You know, that everything that comes up. And what's been really wonderful also is that because the course has been running for a number of years now, you have moms in there who are a little bit further along, who have been through the transition maybe a couple of years ago. Maybe they've got kindergartners now and have their own school transition to talk about. Um, But they've been super supportive of the new moms coming in who have just had their children and who are returning to work for the first or second time. So yes, there's definitely a way to stay connected. I'm also doing my first retreat for Mindful Return alums here in DC in October. So I'm looking forward to spending some quality time with some of these moms in person in a couple of weeks as well. That's great. And you mentioned that this is something that some employers are offering as a workplace benefit. Tell me about that. Yeah, there are now, I believe we're up to 40 employers who are offering the program to their moms and dads as a retention tool quite frankly, for the employer. 
and also a way to help the employee feel more calm, confident, able to navigate the transition better. And so I think the employers who test it out and have employees go through it, the employees come back and say, oh, yes, 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 we need something like this. Please help the employees. So I think it really helps to round out employers' parental leave benefits with a tool that employees can use to help them feel more confident in their return. Yeah. And, you know, absolutely, it's a a win-win. I mean, for the employer, I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't do it. You know, they want people to come back. They want people to stay, not jump out the window, you know, because they're worried about their, you know, baby still at home or they haven't slept in three days. So, you know, I think, and are you finding, I know that, you know, you are a lawyer and probably, is it mostly law firms or is it across the board with companies that are doing this? It's across the board. Now I am a lawyer and so tend to attract lawyer types and type A you know, organized folks to myself. And so I think about two thirds of the employers are law firms, but they're not exclusively law firms. You know, there's a wide variety of different professions from landscape architects and engineers to insurance folks and financial industry folks. I find that the places where folks are most interested, or at least the employers are most interested, are in spaces where women haven't necessarily been the majority or you know make up the largest ranks of the leadership and they want to focus on that issue and find ways to stop that leaky pipeline yeah no it makes good business sense mm-hmm. what have you in the course of doing this learned was different from your own experience any insights mm-hmm. learn that's different from my own experience i mean yeah, just from listening, you know, other people are going through the program about what folks' needs are, or do you find that, you know, it pretty much, you know, parallels what your own needs were when you were coming back as a new mother? Yeah, I guess I'd say that there are a lot of variations on the same themes and that I was actually yeah. startled by the universality of a lot of the emotions we were all going through and the experiences yeah. we were having to the point where I've had a bunch of international participants in the course. And I thought, oh, well, you know, American leave is a unique monster and the issues are probably going to be, you know, different if you're living in Canada and you have a year off or you're in Australia or whatever. But I'm finding that we can all seem to relate to one another. And the moms who have had a year off are still struggling with the same issues. Now, yeah, they've had more time and their babies are older and they might be sleeping better, but like there's still the whole reintegration and who am I? And am I still valued and needed at work after this time off? And leaving your child with someone you don't necessarily know, but believe you should trust is hard no matter at what age you're doing that. And so people have different levels of, you know, how worried they are about the transition or some people are really excited to go back to work and are afraid of the stigma that comes with that. And others are really not wanting to go back to their job. I really did want to go back to my job and really loved, you know, I love what I do in my legal work. That's not the case for everyone. And so there is some variation around there as to know how passionate and motivated they are to do that thing that they're leaving their baby for. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, you got the countervailing force of uh, babies are expensive. <laughs> so, <laughs> so even if you don't want to go back to work, sometimes that's not a choice for, for many exactly. people. Right. And, you know, universally, the moms who are taking this course are all going back. You know, we're all yeah, struggling right. with the ridiculous price of childcare and bad leave policies in our country, at least. And yeah. but, And yet I think... What I've been most surprised at is the universality of what 
of the experience, even though we are all in different professions and having different specific struggles. It's hard. (laughs) And we're all hard for everybody. Have you seen just in the four years that you have been doing it, any changes in workplace culture about this? Mm -hmm. Or is it pretty much, you know, I mean, I guess particularly for employers that are forward thinking enough to offer your program as a benefit, these are probably the good guys that are really doing, they're already on the the cutting edge of dealing with this issue. Is that what you find? Or have you seen employers becoming generally more friendly to this? I think there's definitely a growing interest among employers. And in part, I believe that's because, and not to stereotype millennials, but sort of the millennial generation is requesting it. I think mm-hmm. what I've seen growing as a trend and one that I'm excited about is more and more dads taking the paternity leave that's offered to them or requesting it or asking for there to be change. I mean, we just had the Estee Lauder decision, right? And, right. and you know, quite frankly, my own firm did away with the primary caregiver distinction in our parental leave policy, which I was very proud of. And so, you know, I'm seeing more and more change in that respect. In terms of the employers, I'd say, yes, the employers that are offering mindful return are doing it because they see that it's important to their employees to, you know, be able to help navigate this transition. Some of them, I think, turned to it because they encountered some issues and brand problems of their own and so wanted to do something to ameliorate that. But you're right, the majority of them are, you know, the good guys who are doing the right thing and want to keep moving the needle forward. So in terms of the employers that are offering the service, are you finding that it's more of a bottom up that employees are demanding this or is that employer like HR departments are seeking you out because this is something they want to provide that hasn't necessarily been requested or a little bit of both? Yeah, definitely both. Um, I've seen examples in both instances. One woman, for example, who took the last session of my course, she signed up for it on her own, having heard about it through the blog or email lists or whatever. And then after she took the course, she put together a presentation about it for her own internal HR department and professional development team and said, look, this is something you all need to offer. And, you know, then HR reached out and said, our employee says we need to offer this. What is it all about? And then signed up. And so, you know, I see that version. And then I also see in examples where a firm's management committee says to HR, hey, we really need to be offering some support in this space. Can you do some research and find out what's out there? And then the HR folks reach out to me directly. So I think it's coming from the, you know, from both directions. You know, at my own firm, I know it was maybe a year and a half ago, a forum was held with all of the associates to determine, you know, what their needs were and what they would appreciate in the benefit space. And gender neutral parental leave was pretty much the top issue that came up and the firm really listened. So I think it's coming from a number of directions, which which I really like. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Well, let me, you know, so there were three questions that I wanted to, I told you that I always ask. Mm-hmm. One, you've shared some with us, like, you know, your own parenting story. Anything else you want to share on that? Like what you found difficult coming back to work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think there were a couple of key things that I most difficult. One I mentioned with my first son, he wasn't taking a bottle and I had the lucky to have excess lipase in my breast milk, which meant that I had to both pump the milk and then scald it at 160 degrees for 20 seconds oh, wow. to burn off the lipase so that the milk was not wouldn't turn sour, which it did within three hours if I didn't do this whole scalding thing. So I, the pumping was a huge ordeal. You know, I did the pump and scald thing. I had like a little science experiment going on underneath my desk 
in my office. <laughs> and that was a challenge, as I know it is for so many people who pump at work to both find the time and the energy to do it. You know, it's fortunately, my husband became a pump part washer as I was the pumper. Yeah. Was, you know, divided at home, but it was still, it was a big stress. The other, I mean, everyone, a lot of people go through this, but the sleep deprivation was really, really hard. Not just the first month or two, but neither of my kids slept for well until after each was a year old. And, you know, you know, it's hard to get to work and be fully crystal clear and up on things when you've been up 12 times during the night. So Absolutely. I really, really had to develop strategies around prioritization and focusing on like the three key things that had to happen during the day and just trying to get... Another thing that I struggled with that turned out to be a non-issue and that I love sharing with everyone is a non-issue is a fear that a lot of people have missing the first time their baby does X, right? Like missing all those milestones. There's a yep. lot of guilt that hangs over people's heads. Oh, well, I'm going to miss this first step or whatever. And I'd say that the first only exist when you see them because right. baby could stand up and learn how to, you know, flap in the crib at night while no one's around or, you know, while you're in the bathroom or while grandma's up there or whatever. And I also discovered that our daycare had a policy of not telling us when this stuff happened so that we would discover it on our own. So I think you know, it's a good tip. You can tell your yeah. provider that just don't mention it. And then you'll be totally excited when you see it for yourself the first time. Right. That's a great point. <laughs> Yeah, those were some of the big things that I struggled with. And just finding time for myself, really. I had to learn how to carve out even a five-minute pause on the way to work just to get my head in a better place and make the transition between home and work because you could sort of fly into the office and be all discombobulated otherwise. Yeah, no, I think that's right. I think, you know, and also just realizing it's just hard. Mm -hmm. There's just, I think, and that's one, I think that's one thing that is brilliant about, well, many brilliant things about your platform, but... Just the fact that you, I mean, I think we, people know that intellectually going into it, but until you're in it, it is hard to appreciate, even when things are going quote unquote right, mm -hmm. how difficult it is, even when you have a supportive employer and a supportive spouse. It's mm -hmm. just, as you mentioned, even the sleep deprivation alone, you can see why they use it as a torture yes. technique. <laughs> it after absolutely nine, is. Yeah. Right? After about night three, you're just done. Forget night you know, 63. I, yes, exactly. You're, like you're a complete zombie. You wonder why anybody's, you know, still bothers being around you. You're so foul yeah. all the time. <laughs> I really like to tell people that the transition back to work is not an event. It's not like a one day thing or a one week right. thing. It's a year basically till everything yeah. is more or less <laughs> settled into a new state, but it's not just an on off switch. Oh, you're back. No, yeah. it's a, it's a Process. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I think another thing to remember, and you appreciate this now that your youngest is five, is it changes, right? I mean, it gets, I don't know, the easier is the right word. Or, or, <laughs> What's that? I would definitely say easier. Oh, my gosh, Tom. I mean, maybe not easier, but less physically demanding. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So well, there are other challenges and always around the corner. You don't know what's coming next, but holy cow, I sleep through the night almost every night now and it is glorious. I and know, I know. I don't carry children around the house anymore and I'm not pumping and it's like they can be over there playing and I can be over here with my husband having a conversation and sometimes we'll stop and say, oh, 
you hear that? They're over there. We're over here. It's amazing. <laughs> it is. And I think also one thing I, you know, like to, you know, my kids are a little older is, of course, you want to be around them and the, all those milestones are important. But some of the things that I thought were so, uh, you know, for example, like particularly when you have kids that are toddlers, I mean, like it's just heartbreaking sometimes to try to get out the door because they're yeah. crying because you're leaving and they want you to stay. I mean, it's, you know how it is. Sometimes it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, they're at the door like, daddy, please don't leave. Daddy, you know, it's like, you know, it's heart wrenching. And, you know, and at the time you're thinking, or I did like, oh, this is terrible. This is scarring yes. them, you know, like, and none of my kids remember that. None. <laughs> you know, they're like, well, yeah, awesome. I don't remember that, you know, and they're off doing whatever they're doing now. It's just, they'll be fine, you know? If yes. So they, in the end of the day, they used to, you know, come running into my arms at daycare. And it was like, oh my gosh, you're the best thing I've ever seen. And now it's like, hey, mom, what's up? Can we stay long, longer at aftercare? <laughs> <We're> like, what? <laughs> so, yes, the change, the shift is happening. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right. Well, my other two questions one is, is there a book, of course, besides your own that you would recommend people that are going through this transition from having young children coming back to work or or anything related? Yeah. Can I give more than one? Absolutely. I have so many, but I'll limit myself to tour really quickly if that's all right. One that I love that came out this past year is called Strong as a Mother. It's by Kate Rope. And it really focuses on the mother's mental health, not just in going back to work, but just in the transition transition to motherhood, which I really appreciated. Second one I love is called The Gardener and the Carpenter by Alison Gopnik. And it really makes you think about how we are gardening with our children and not measure twice, cut once, doing carpentry to turn them into this perfect, well-designed thing, right? Where I think for me, it helped take some of that stress off of the idea that you're creating some designed human being as opposed to nurturing and raising someone. Right. Drop the Ball by Tiffany Dufu. I don't know if you've heard of it or something. I've heard that one. Definitely an autobiography of sorts, and it's her own personal memoir, but it is brilliant on the division of household labor and really standing up in your own voice in your own shoes as you're becoming a new parent. And then finally, this isn't so much a book as it is a book, but it's also a tool called the five minute journal. And it's got a couple of prompts for the morning and a couple of prompts for the evening. And it's really intended to be written in a five minute segment in the morning, five minutes in the evening. And it's designed to encourage a gratitude practice and reflection on your day and that sort of thing. And that has really helped turn my head around and get my day started and ended on a better foot. Yeah, that's brilliant. I haven't heard of that. Part of the last one, I have to I have to check it out. And then finally, is there, uh, besides your platform, any piece of technology that you find helps make your life as a working parent easier? Yeah, so I'll say two, I guess. One, and they're both apps. <laughs> One is AnyList, which is, you know, a list making tool, but it's one that my husband and I share for groceries. So if I think of something and I'm sitting at my desk and he's the one going to the grocery store, you know, I type it in here on the app and he gets it. And then it's all, it's the way of coordinating what the other one needs. And then the other one that's an app that quite frankly is the app that's been on my phone the longest is Insight Timer. And it's a meditation app that has timers and bells and that sort of thing. It's also got a lot of guided meditations. And I mean, it's a really wonderful meditation app and tool 
And for me, it was something that I could commit to using to transition between home and work as I was trying to get my head in a place of calm to enter the office. I found that I didn't have a ton of time to sit around and go to yoga or meditate or get a massage or that sort of thing. But I did have a few minutes every day that could help reorient me. And the Insight Timer app for the type A's among us has, you know, stats to keep you honest and really fantastic library of lots of different music and relaxing recordings and things you can listen to. So I highly recommend it. Okay, great. Well, that's some really great resources. Well, Lori, thanks so much for being part of the program. Thank Um, you for having me. Yeah, and everybody go check out Lori's work at Mindful Return. There are a lot of good resources and something to keep an eye on. And best of luck with everything. Thank you, Tom. And kudos on all your work on behalf of working parents as well. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Parents at Work podcast. Are you interested in learning more about our show, our hosts, or today's guest? Do you have a comment or question you'd like to share with the Parents at Work community? Then contact us at www.spigglelaw.com slash podcast. We'll see you next time.